Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to the Nerds of Business podcast. My name is Darren Moffat. I'm your host, and I'm a director at WebBuzz, the growth marketing agency. And yes, it's time for another one of our special uncut episodes. Today's guest is Jessica Alderson, the founder of dating app So Synced. So this is a really hot dating app based out of the UK that focuses on matching people on personality. So it's very different from Tinder and it's not as superficial and hopefully much more effective. Now, Jessica was our guest for season three on a mindset of the disruptive entrepreneur. And we now delve deeper into her story and how she's using resilience and creativity, drive and confidence to really break through with her app and her business and her life. So we'll be playing half Uh, today and then we'll be returning in a few weeks with the second part. So hope you enjoy Nerds of Business Uncut. I love data. I I love kind of looking through the data. You need to have systems, you need to have structure. You're going to get chopped to pieces. Enthusiasm is... Unstoppable. We kind of hit a point where we were like, we need another lever. Surround yourself with people who are smarter than you and richer than you. <laughs> this is Nerds of Business. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Nerds of Business podcast. My name is Darren Moffat, your host. And this show is one of our episodes for the new season on the mindset of the disruptor. And I'm really thrilled to be joined this morning by... Uh, a very exciting entrepreneur from a new startup out of the UK called So Synced, which is a dating app. Uh, so for anyone out there in the world of dating, uh, this will probably grab your attention. Jessica Alderson, w- welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's great to have you with us. So I think, you know, dating is, is, is such a it's a huge market, you know, I mean, we, well, I describe it as a market, but it's, let's face it, it's a human activity before it's a market. It is a massive opportunity for entrepreneurs and everyone knows the big names, you know, in this market, Tinder and, and um, Bumble and all the others. So SoSynced is, is, is a very new company. I think, I think you only really founded uh, last year during the pandemic. For those listeners hearing about you for the first time, what exactly do you do, you know, how are you different and and who do you help? Yeah, so we are a dating app um, based on personality types and specifically SoSynced is based on the Myers-Briggs personality test, which is, yeah, one of the most widely used personality tests in the world. And essentially we are for people who are looking for meaningful connections you know, it's less less about hookups and kind of short-term things and more about, I guess, you know, real deeper connections. Yeah, right. So there's no sort of swiping left or right based on some sort of photo that may or may not be real. There's none of that? Yeah, exactly. So no swiping on the app. Like we wanted to encourage people to spend a little bit of time or like more time, you know, looking at people's profiles fully and reading um, the answers to, you know, the questions that they put and things like that, um, and to just be a bit more thoughtful about it, really. Great. Um, so, yeah, kind of a different setup. And 
for those people who aren't familiar, maybe step us through this, the Myers-Briggs test. Uh, I know about it, of course, and um, you know, maybe we'll, we'll get to what personality type I am in a minute and maybe yourself as well. But uh, I think our listeners would be re- very keen to understand that test and what it's about, where it's used, and why it's actually a, a, a really valid choice to have in a dating app like this. Yeah, sure. So essentially, um, on our app, when you sign up, um, you take it takes on average four minutes to do the personality test. It's 40 questions. So it's based on the Myers-Briggs test. It's not the Myers-Briggs test. And essentially, there are 16 different personality types. And each personality type consists of four letters. So the first letter, you'll be either I or E, introvert, or extrovert, I think quite a lot of people know what that means. Um, the second letter, you'll be either S or N, sensor versus intuitive. Sensors are more, I guess, like detail-oriented, and intuitives are more focused on the bigger picture. Yep. Then you are T versus F, thinker versus feeler. Thinkers make decisions more based on logic, and feelers make decisions more based on people and values. And then the last letter is P versus J, perceiver versus judger. Perceivers are a bit more kind of adaptable, go with the flow. Judges are more into kind of like structure. They like routine. They like to plan, that kind of thing. So when you put all of these letters together, you get a personality type, say like INFJ, which we call so thoughtful on the app, or ENTJ, which we call so ambitious. And yeah, so that's the kind of summary of the the personality uh, test and the personality types. And then, yeah, why it works so well in dating. I mean, there's just very strong correlations between, I guess, like which, which personality type combinations work better in relationships and which are, I guess, a a less natural fit. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what was quite interesting is, you know, when we first started the app, we had a podcast as well called Personality Love Lab. We, at, at that point, we didn't have lots of success stories because we'd only just launched. So we were interviewing couples um, you know, who hadn't met on the app just to delve deeper into the dynamics of personality types and love. You know, most of them are, are really good personality matches or perfect personality matches. And someone messaged us and they were like, oh, why do you always interview these you know, really great personality matches? And we weren't being picky with the couples that we chose. We were wanting to interview as wide a range as possible. We were like, well, actually, it's because the matching theory works and, the, you know, the relationships that you see more more frequently are the good personality matches, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. And I was actually uh, on the app last night and I should point out that uh, I wasn't doing this behind my partner's back. She was sitting right next to me and um, and we were having a good look at it and uh, she has a background in, in HR so she underst- she's well uh, acquainted with the Myers-Briggs test and um, and so yes we had a look at your uh, classifications of those personality types and, and apparently I'm an ENTP what does that mean okay so you would be quite focused on ideas like definitely an idea person yeah um is that is that true for you uh yes yes I would say yeah. so yep Yeah, and ENTPs tend to be focused on lots of ideas. So instead, you know, some people drill really deep into one thing. Um, ENTPs do do that to some extent, but then they quite often jump to another thing and then another idea and uh, Mm. they love exploring and they're also uh, very logical. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, they like to really, I guess, uh, they like to debate as oh. well. Is that? Well, this is yeah. really incredible because I was a, a, a well, I wouldn't say a champion high school debater, but I, I was a, a, a noted uh, debater and public speaker. Um, oh no way! Yeah, yeah that's, so you hit yeah. and and um, I do have a tendency to go from one idea to the other. Uh, I try to rein that in, but uh, look, that's actually uncanny. Out of interest, Jess, well, what are we allowed to sort of find out what your personality type is? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So I'm an INFP personality type. Okay. Um, so we call it so unique on the app. Again, so I would use, uh, so the second level of, I guess, the personality type theory is cognitive functions. Um, And so I would use one of the same cognitive functions as you just in the second position rather than the first position. But essentially what that means is I'm also like focused on lots, lots of ideas, Mm -hmm. lots of different like hobbies and interests. And I guess one, one thing that ENTPs and INFPs are at risk of doing is like starting lots of projects and not necessarily finishing them. They definitely can get around that with some self-discipline, but that's kind of, it's in their nature to like start things and with lots of enthusiasm and excitement. But then, yeah, I guess one of the main differences is, I guess, like I'm a feeler rather than a thinker and, I'm very focused on, I guess, like my personal values and doing things that are in line with them. Wow. Okay. And one more quick thing on the Myers-Briggs test and, and how the app works. Um, as, as I understand it, it uh, came from my partner last night when we were looking at it, and she was saying, oh, yes, well, when it's sort of based on Myers-Briggs uh, testing, uh, the match is probably where there's a mix of commonalities that a mix of differences would be why the matching would work. Is that, is that right? Yes, that is exactly right. We match couples who have just the right amount of similarities to form a strong connection and just the right amount of differences to create that spark because mm. either extreme is not usually ideal. It, it can work, like no personality type combination, you know, won't ever work. We never want to say that, but, um, yep. you know, they might require a bit more work and, and effort. But I mean, that that then provides us good balance because if you date someone so different from yourself, then it can be hard to like, you know, form a really good connection and have great conversations on a daily basis. But then if you date someone who's like the same personality type, for example, you really don't push each other out of your comfort zone and you don't really grow as people as much. Mm. So is that what you would say you and your partner are, like a mixture of similarities? Oh, and she definitely pushes me, yes. There's no question there. Um no, there's been a, there's been a lot of personal growth in our relationship. Uh, often I've resisted it, probably like in in a lot of couples. But you know, I think what you know what you're saying rings rings a lot of bells for me, as it no doubt does to many of our listeners. And I guess one more quick question on that: the app is is essentially a marketplace, right? So it's a marketplace of uh, males and females, uh, but also different personality types. So another question that is quite interesting with regard to the Myers Briggs test is. Do you find that you get more of a certain cohort on the app because of the nature of the personality type? So, yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, it's it is an interesting question and one hundred percent, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. each letter you have a roughly kind of fifty fifty split in the population. So, fifty percent introverts, fifty percent extroverts, except the second letter, which you tend to have seventy percent sensors, s's and 30% intuitives, Mm. ends. 
But on the app, it's a completely different distribution. We have far, far more ends. And that is, I guess, like, you know, to some extent due to the definition of ends are, you know, focused on abstract theories. They love exploring kind of, yeah, I guess, uh, like abstract concepts. And, you know, the Myers-Briggs theory is that in itself. So they do tend to be, intuitives do tend to be quite drawn towards uh, like personality type systems like Myers-Briggs. But yeah, we do, we have sensors as well. So yeah, that's, that's, I guess, the main kind of difference that we've seen. And then we do tend to have more introverts um, rather than extroverts. You have more introverts Um, rather than extroverts on the app. Is that right? Yeah. That's that's really interesting. It's kind of counterintuitive. I would have thought you'd have more extroverts, but why do you think there's more introverts on the app? I think a lot of dating apps are set up for extroverts, yeah. but ours is a bit different. It's It encourages, like, I guess, slightly slower dating, which, you know, as an introvert, you might not necessarily want to talk to someone and meet up straight away. And there are lots of dating apps out there that encourage that. It's like, oh, get off the app, like meet someone straight away. Mm. But actually, we just encourage people to do things at their own pace. If they want to meet up quickly, great. If they want to take their time, then that's great as well. And I think it's, yeah, that kind of, I guess, acceptance and different pace is something that attracts introverts, really. Wonderful. Tell us about the background. I mean, you're, you've got a really interesting story. Like, how, how did you end up the founder of a dating app? Did you foresee that in your future? I um, mean, it's, it's, it's a fairly um, uh, unique place to be. Yeah, so tell us, tell us the story that led to that. Yeah, no, I definitely never, ever imagined be the founder of a dating app. Like, yeah. So I used to work at an investment bank and I – was working at the investment bank for four years in London and the last two years of those four years I was dating someone who was Australian and yeah and so one day he was like oh do you want to move to Australia with me and I was like absolutely that sounds amazing (laughs) I'd always loved Australia and so we ended up moving to Sydney together after a year things didn't work out with the relationship and also I was leaving my job at the same time. Mm -hmm. So these two, I guess like fairly big life events happened and I decided to take a year off to, to like basically backpack around the world. And I'd been interested in personality types for quite a long time by then, but like mostly applying it to, I guess like, you know, understanding work colleagues, understanding friends, family, but because of the breakup, I then started applying it to relationships and love and dating and then because I had this year off as well, I could really, really delve into it. Mm-hmm. And I imagine like quite a lot of entrepreneurs so can be quite obsessive about a topic when I get into it. So really spent, you know, a lot of that year, like just understanding personality type compatibility in various ways. Like sometimes it'd be people that I met when I was traveling or like I'd stay with couples in like Airbnbs and things like that kind of observe their relationships and then there's so much online like so many forums i'm just kind of read and read and yeah understood it in all these different ways so at some point you must have co-opted your sister luella into this um, budding enterprise when did that happen yeah so i got back from the year of traveling got back to london and i was having drinks with my sister lou and she was saying how her friends and colleagues were just going on these 
terrible app dates and just wasting so much time essentially. And I was like, you know, just spent the past year, like essentially researching personality type compatibility. And I know there's a much better way to match people. Like instead of just taking a stab in the dark, right. Or just like matching based on, you know, a photo or two, it seemed, seemed kind of crazy when you took a step back and it was just like something, it's just like a no brainer. We were just like, right let's do this. Well, to be fair, she was a bit skeptical at first. Like she didn't really know Myers-Briggs in in as much depth as I did. And then, you know, we applied the matching concept to her friends and people she knew and relationships and her own relationship as well. So she'd been in a long-term relationship with her perfect personality match without even knowing. So yeah, she took a bit of a convincing, but on that night we, you know, we just decided, right, we're going to do it. And then the next day I literally went to her flat and we started working out how to, to build that app. Wow. And in the research for this show, I, I saw that you've recently raised about a million dollars US. Uh, you've got 60,000 users or so. You've sent the app has processed 3 million messages. Pretty sure that you've created 500 loving couples already. And this is already in the space of one year. So those stats are very impressive just seemed very counterintuitive to us that like the vast majority of dating apps, you know, pretty much all of them are just based on, you know, people match based on one or two photos or, Mm. you know, there's sometimes an about me section or whatever, but there's not really any data or kind of reason behind it Mm. other than looks. And I mean, obviously personality, compatibility plays a huge huge role in if a relationship works out or not or or even if you have chemistry you know Mm. it doesn't even have to be like you know a long-term relationship but it it plays a huge role in attraction and compatibility i guess that's what it is we just took a step back like this makes no sense like this well you know done differently yeah it's like like all the best new sort of products or innovations it's it's an obvious idea in hindsight you know when I yeah I saw this I was like oh I'm surely that's been done before but it actually hasn't been done like this before and of course a lot of dating agencies in the past in the analog world so to speak you know before platforms really started dominating this space would take surveys of of the, the respective members and try and match them up based on interests and so on so it's kind of been done but it's never been done like this and at scale through an app. And so my take on it, you feel free to shoot me down on this, but I would almost describe this as, as um, dating for data nerds, people who, who are more logical uh, and, and also you're tapping that hidden market of dissatisfied Tinder users. You know, there's, uh, I, I've got <laughs> friends who uh, use it quite a lot over the years and, and it's just very often a sort of, a, a real sort of nagging dissatisfaction with it. Like, sure, you meet people, we hook up and have some fun or whatever, but it's like, oh, well, that one, another one didn't last very long or whatever the case may be. So is that what you, did you clock that? Did you think, oh, there's this big sort of latent market opportunity here that I think we can really get in get in there and get some of that, yeah? Yes, yeah, exactly. And it's interesting, the, the markets that you said, other markets that, you know, we kind of created a bit of a, I guess, a business plan to some extent just before we launched and we have those markets kind of mapped out. So yeah, as you mentioned, you know, there's a market for people who are just fed up with the dating apps that existed already. 
And then, yeah, exactly. And then another market is people who want to be a bit more efficient and logical. They don't want to just, yeah, take a stab in the dark. They don't want to completely leave, you know, a good date or potentially love to chance. They want something a bit more methodical. Yeah. And then there's this other market as well, which is quite interesting. And that's the kind of market where I guess just, you know, people have have struggled to to find someone like maybe you know they very very rarely meet someone who they really click with um and they this market tend to feel like a little bit misunderstood and they yeah they tend to be i guess like to some extent a little bit quirky like in in a good way and yeah you know they just really haven't had i guess there's a bit of crossover with the first market there but they just haven't really had uh much luck on the the dating apps that existed maybe you'd like to share with us what your plans are for market share. Like say fast forward five years, um, the app continues to grow uh, at, at an exponential rate. I mean, how much market mm-hmm. share do you think you might be able to take off Tinder or some of yeah. these big names? I mean, it's it, the market share question is really interesting because I guess there's two aspects to it. We've actually found that a lot of people that join the app are new to dating apps, which is quite unique in itself. And actually, you know, your average person has, I think it's like four dating apps, depending on which data source you look at on their phone. So, you know, most people aren't on just one dating app, but I guess it's one of the most interesting things that we didn't necessarily like foresee happening is that we're kind of opening up a new market. So like uh, we had a couple get in touch the other day and they were like, oh, um, we'd actually, neither of us had ever used a dating app before. Like we really just didn't like the sound of the ones that that we knew about. And then we found So Synced and we both were really into Myers-Briggs and then we matched. I think it was within a few weeks. It was fairly quickly. And now they're, they're in like, you know, they had the, an eight hour first date and yeah, it seems, sounds like it's going really well. Um, an so eight-hour first think, date. Gee, some marriages don't yeah. last that long. That's um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> that's a marathon. Yeah. yeah, no, we've had yeah lots of couples move countries to be together actually, which is also quite interesting. And I think not not that many dating apps um, kind of have that in the same way that we do, at least. So yeah, I, I think it's hard to say in terms of market share because it is that kind of blurred line between taking market share and actually opening a new market. And I think it, I guess it's kind of yet to be seen how exactly that plays out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to the idea of disruption, um, just to sort of riff on that a little more, I mean, I think if I can be so bold to put some words in your mouth, I, I mean, I, I think what you're saying there is that you're, yes, you're creating this new market. You're getting these new users that have never used an app like this before. So in that sense, you could say that, you're, you're also disrupting that sort of uh, that traditional sort of organic dating mechanism of just people you know, meeting, you know, sort of normally or, uh, you know, uh, through non-platform interactions. Um, so that's one observation I would make. But mm-hmm. uh, further yeah. to that, like what, what do you think are the key forces in your app, in the design of your product that are so disruptive and, and, and really so key to your success thus far? So, I mean, 
I guess it, it is that USP really. And so I guess we've talked about the matching algorithm, right? And how we match, you know. That's nerdy. That's now, now Jess, that is nerdy. Okay, so the, you've awakened the nerd bot. We have a nerd bot on the show. Yeah. And whenever there's something super nerdy, you know, she springs to life. I know what USP is, but you know, some people won't. So you might just want to sort of unpack that and explain that. Yeah, sure. So I guess essentially the way we match people, we started off with this theory, right, that had essentially developed from my year of traveling. Yeah. But now we have this data set, which is, you know, over 650 couples. So unlike other apps, we can actually then refine the matching algorithm um, and kind of see which what's working and what's not. Yeah. And it, it's, it was cool, actually. One of my friends, uh, like, walked past someone, I think, was it yesterday? And um, they were talking about our matching algorithm, <laughs> like, just these random people, like, at a pub. And I was like, that's crazy. That is crazy. So, yeah, there's there's that. And I think, yeah, that that kind of attracts that, you know, one of those audiences that we talked about, like, slightly geekier kind of, like, Data nerds, yeah. logical, methodical people. So that's an attraction in itself. And then I guess the other point I would say there is, like having the personality test is it's quite interesting in itself because it then just naturally the people on the app, even if you didn't have the matching algorithm, would just be more likely to be on the same wavelength, right? They are looking for something more than a hookup. Mm. You know, they've taken the time to take a personality test or they've signed up to an app that is based on personality. So then just innately they are more likely to yeah so it's, it's sort of that like attracts like thing it's a different cohort it's a, uh, arguably less superficial and more uh, yeah. more thoughtful deeper kind of people who are uh, happy to sort of um, more cerebral dare i say it um uh, yes yeah, cerebral yeah, yeah exactly and, and introspective as well really i'd say mm, fantastic <laughs> 